Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. Get it together, yo, it Umar. Is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and just Darcy here. <laughs> and this is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Confused. <laughs> Confused. Like, just before we go live. Umar just says some wild ass stuff just <laughs> randomly, and that's all the tactics that I can think about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that I was uh, taking uh, tactics' Instagram stories uh, and using it against him uh, and uh, completely confusing Darcy. But I do want to like give a shout out to my bros right now. Like You guys know, know us as the Geeky Bros Podcast, but Darcy has just finished completing and launching Tactics's uh, official website for his uh, his uh, ability to, to be a professional trainer, and also for being a holistic health therapist. So, my bros, yeah, great website, fantastic work all around. I'm so excited for both of you. Man, all, all all the praise and adulation goes to Darcy. Man, I couldn't have done it without him and Ching, his uh, his partner, who took the photos for the website. So shout out to nice. her. Shout out to my nice. my girl for being a uh, a model for um, some of the photos. And uh, yeah, truly honored to have such close, talented people in my corner helping me progress and yeah, man, evolve in this shit. So thank you, thank you. I mean, I don't know what to say other than I also <laughs> modeled in that photo shoot. Yes, it did. I mean, it's, pro- it's probably the last time I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, I didn't, I didn't want to take away your shine from the, like, the heavy lifting that you actually did. Because, I mean, we didn't really do any lifting for real in the photos. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, actually, you did do some heavy lifting. You did deadlifts. In the photos. Oh yeah, that's what. Well, yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just sat around in the photos, looking like uh, like a wounded animal, and be like, please assess my knee. <laughs> Which, ironically, at the time, my knee was bothering me, so it was perfect. <laughs> Worked out perfectly, indeed. Uh, well, uh, if uh, one of you can drop the uh, link in the chat, uh, like because uh, Maybot is interested, but also like for, for anyone watching, if you're interested in personal training or uh, uh, you know holistic uh, uh, health therapy, or if you want uh, your to create a website and need someone to set that up for you, our my boy uh, Tactics and my boy Darcy are here to like help you guys out with that. So I like as someone who has witnessed. And also been training with both of them respectively. I can guarantee they are the best there is. So uh, yeah, like uh, congrats to you two, and like hoping all the best. Don't just don't leave me uh, uh, like a geeky bros podcast by myself. <laughs> Took a dark turn at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared. Uh, but anyway, um, and also uh, just a, a little piece of. Um, Housekeeping as usual, we're going to be covering several topics throughout uh, the podcast for today. Uh, so uh, for those of you who are watching who are not, uh, watching uh, the non-live version, check the descriptions below. You'll be able to see timestamps for each of the different topic areas. If you want to go to that one specific, just click ahead. So uh, I'm just going to jump into the uh, agenda, if that's cool with my bros. Do it. All right. First piece of uh, geeky news that came out uh, this past week was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem trailer. 
Now, I will say that this is a brand new movie for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, like franchise. Uh, I heard about this a while back, and I will say, I will admit, I was not really that enthused about it. I heard especially that this was going to be something that was um, being produced by Seth Rogen. And while I like, I, I like him, I wouldn't say I'm always in love with his stuff, but like, still, I was like, I guess... I saw some pictures here and there of uh, what the animation would look like. And again, like, I wasn't really feeling it. And then the trailer dropped this past week. And um, put it mildly, I was sufficiently impressed. Uh, so before we go any further than that, I do want to hear what my bros have to say about it. Like, I, I actually loved it. Uh, I actually loved the trailer. I love the animation. It, uh, for me, it gave off a bit of a spider into the Spider Verse vibe in terms of animation, and like the mm -hmm. voice acting just sounded really good. And I found myself laughing. Uh, like I was actually trying to be more critical, but I couldn't help myself, and I was actually enjoying it. And I ended up like laughing through it. So me personally, I love the trailer, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this movie. But what do my bros have to say? So Darcy, let's start with you, man. What what, what do you think? Uh, loved it. It, it. it visually, it's a perfect cross between uh, Into the Spider Verse and the animated, uh, like the 3D animated show that we had not that long ago. I forget what it was called. The one Uma, oh. you really loved. Uh, the the TMNT one. Yeah, yeah. It was like a few years back now that they they had that that show. Um, but... Oh, the twenty, uh, the 2012 one. Oh, maybe the TV way, series way more years back than I remember. But yeah, yeah, that, that was the one where, uh, like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like it's it for me. It was like a cross from that because it's like the the art style uh, or the shaping of the, the the actual turtles and stuff like that kind of reminded me of that show. But like, if you were to update it and bring that Spider First vibe, which for me was like really really good because it's like I don't know, paid homage and it felt really good. Um, I love the fact that they're teenagers. Like actual teenagers. Like every time we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're not really teenagers. <laughs> like you have grown ass adults voicing them. Yeah, and they're like monstrous. Like I'm Michael Bay. Get out of here. Anyways, so oh, God. it's uh, it, it's it's fun, and yet I feel like there's going to be some serious moments, but there's going to be a lot of fun in this. And I also like the fact that, like, yes, obviously, they if they go year after year after year, will they go, um, like, if they, sorry, movie after movie after movie, will this grow into something more, or will they stay teenagers? What, regardless, I love this. It's a, it, it's just so much fun vibe. And I'm a, I'm a big Raph guy, and I'm like, Raph was actually, like, I liked him a lot in that he was, he was more funny than like he's usually always too like surly but i loved how it was like he was just a, like um the, the how to put it like just move just do something like there's a scene where he goes he's like well i guess there's nothing we could do let's go <laughs> and it's like and it was very much like there's clearly something left we can do but i'm like yeah that, that that's rough that that makes sense i like it yeah i'm, I'm vibing with this yo tactics what, what are your vibes um <clears throat> Yeah, I love this trailer, man. I didn't think I would, I would, because I had super low expectations. Um, but yeah, this trailer gave me everything I needed. Um, I have a couple of notes, so I'll start with my cons, um, and then I'll go okay. into the pros uh, outside of uh, the fact that I do overall love the trailer. Um, 
and th these are just like small nitpicks, nothing really major. But for me, the I look first, first of First and foremost, I love the fact, like, I agree with Darcy. I love the fact that they are teenagers. They sound like teenagers. Um, yeah. I do, like, I do have a soft spot for the original TMNT movie. And those voices, though, like, those are always, like, staple, like, like ingrained in my brain as, like, oh, those are the Ninja Turtles. I I, I just love the, a lot of the New York-isms in there. But, I lost um, the sign. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love, yeah, Raph especially, man. But um, overall, I love the voice acting. The only thing that kind of irked me a little bit is I feel like the voice of Mikey and Donatello should be switched. Don Donatello mm -hmm. sounds super, super young. And <laughs> Mikey sounds more like if you listen to the trailer again, it just it seems like they like they're. Their voice act, their voice actors need to switch roles because like Mikey's, Mikey's voice doesn't suit him in terms of like I, I always saw him as being like the younger turtle, the more yeah. um, innocent sounding, and Donnie kind of has that voice now. So it, that part kind of like threw me off a little bit. Um, I'm not okay. So we are we 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 spoke about this off off camera. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the. Uh, the 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 photo elephant here. in the room yeah <laughs> I, I, I think rat, i know what, which one yeah <laughs> okay uh, this yo, was the bro. one thing that made me go what yeah. <laughs> what is going on here man i am not digging it okay so good the good news is jackie chan is voicing splinter yes i i love that but the fro Gots to go. That I'm not. I'm not digging the fro at all. Like this is just. Why weird. does he have a fro? I don't know who who made this decision, but yeah, this was the wrong move. This is totally the wrong. I, I'm hoping that this is just part of like a. It's like an isolated incident where like he had a bad hair day or something, and it's not like his actual finalized look. Because um, this looks because, like a fro mullet. Yeah, this, I'm not. I'm I'm not with this at all. Like, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the other con, another small uh, nitpick is, and uh, Darcy mentioned uh, Michael Bay, and it seems like um, what's his name? Uh, who's who's the creator? Uh, Seth Rogen. It seems like he's taken some, like in terms of visually, in terms of the design, um, minus this design. It seems like he's taken some inspiration from Michael Bay because the turtles kind of look very similar to the Michael Bay. Well, minus all like the extra stuff, but like Raph has the do rag, Donatello has the the glasses, and the thing is, like, I I'm not really crazy about this whole oh the smart guy has to always wear glasses trope. Like, and it doesn't make sense. It's like you're a mutant turtle and yet you have bad eyesight. How is that? How does that work? I don't. I don't get it. But yeah, the whole the whole glasses on the smart guy kind of is kind of played in my opinion. But again, these are small gripes. Overall, I love the trailer. I love the animation style. Again, I like the fact that they feel like teenagers. They sound like teenagers. And my favorite part in the entire uh, trailer is the ooze ooze. <laughs> I love that part. That, I, I played that part like so many times. I was dying of laughter from that. But yeah, it looks cool. It looks like it's a packed house because we're gonna have Bebop and Rocksteady, um, Baxter Stockman, and all these other people. So yeah, 
I'm, I'm excited for this. It looks cool. Okay, so so like uh, just on that last point about like uh, having a stacked house, like in terms of like characters, it's stacked. In terms of voice actors, this is even more stacked. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so Tactics has already said that uh, like uh, that Splinter is being voiced by Jackie Chan. The hair does not make sense, but like at least Jackie Chan does kind of make sense. However, so Bebop and Rocksteady are voiced by respectively J- Seth Rogen for Bebop. And John Cena for Rocksteady. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, be good. I yeah. love John Cena. That's gonna. That's gonna be. That's gonna be something. Uh, Paul Rudd is gonna play Mondo Gecko. Fantastic. And G- Giancarlo Esposito is gonna play Baxter Stockman. I mean, I think it's gonna be amazing to just have john carlo in here like he's such a heavy voice and they're just gonna have like john cena and it's just gonna be like (laughs) it's just gonna be such a funny contrast when he's on screen also maya rudolph and post malone and ice cube are in this movie as well as voices ice cube wow wow like seriously this is a like i'm repeating what tactic says this is a packed house because, like, the characters and also the, the voice actors are, they ain't playing. And, like, Seth Rogen, like, uh, he's not the crea- like uh, the creator for this. He's just the producer. Uh, it's directed by Jeff Rowe and it's a uh, screenplay by Brendan O'Brien. I don't know either of those people. I'm assuming this is their first big foray into something. Uh, but, like, yeah, I would just say I'm excited. For this film, uh, my and I'm 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 also excited for an explanation for the uh, the Afro. Like, uh, I will okay. So tactics, you were saying that your favorite part was like the ooze part. For me, it was when Donnie is freaking out and he's like, "It the size still in my leg." <laughs> that had me on the ground. I was laughing at that point. I was like, "Yeah, I'm in." <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, I have I have a couple of thoughts related to this, though, is that one, I do think that the fro just by the way, I was just watching it on the side, based on the way the scene is, and what he's wearing, it almost feels like a like, like, clothes you wear around the house kind of thing. And, and, it, and it, it just kind of makes me think of like old Asian parents, just like the st- like the, the, the pajamas that they're always wearing at the house. And I'm like, I won't be surprised if it's just like, before he goes out and that he has a, has the afro. The other thing I also think about the these them is when we talk about how Tack is saying about the voice need to be switched between uh uh Michelangelo and um uh, Donnie. Donnie. Um was it Donnie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, he's oh, the yeah, 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 with yeah. the youngest on the Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um uh I kind of also think that there's like um, you remember the, the whole theory that people were going around, which makes a hundred percent sense that all of them were given a weapon that counters their, um, their like weakness, right? So, um, you know, Raphael is too like chaotic. So he has a, uh, uh, he uses size so oh, that, that way yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's like, has to control himself kind of thing. Um, uh, or no, that was like Michelangelo with the, the, the the anyways, anyways, I also wonder if we're also going to see them because they're so young and I feel like they're like 14 that like or 13, 14, that they're going to be like that, that parts of their personality are going to come out because of the mission, because of the experience they're going to go through that mm-hmm. like each one of them will uh, change a little bit, their tone of voice and their what they have to go through. I kind of feel like that's coming. 
because it's like they're they're so in this trailer a lot of what we saw they're so fun and that's that's phenomenal but i also kind of feel like yeah we weren't quite seeing like uh each of them kind of fully play the roles that we know and i kind of feel like they're going to come into those roles because it's like a bunch of kids just having a good time and then they're thrust into realizing some of this stuff is real and then we're going to see those parts of their personality come out as they realize what part of the team they have to play instead of kind of being like four individuals having a good time together <clears throat> to be fair we didn't see a lot of leo and i i feel you're kind of right darcy because like that may be like where leo's like guys follow me and like araf is like all right cool yeah and like they won't at first because it's just like well why would we follow you like we're just like we all blah 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 and like but hopefully they have a good way of doing it that doesn't feel played yeah i'm i can't believe how excited i am for this movie like like given what i was i felt and to be fair this is kind of similar to what happened when i was watching the 2012 tv series i saw the trailer for it and i'm like this animation looks stupid i'm not gonna watch it and then like uh i was forced to watch it by uh jimmy and like the next thing i know like five minutes in i'm like sold and then, like, I watched that thing for, like, four seasons, like, religiously every weekend. And I got uh, tactics on it, too. Uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, like, I, I will say, like, I am I am super stoked for this movie. I cannot wait. And uh, I actually like the design. Like, they like it's kind of a little bit um, nostalgic because, like, as you can see in this picture, like, they all, like, just like in the 80s, um, uh, 80s uh tv series they have their like their uh their bands that yeah. are with the color <laughs> of their headbands you also notice that their their um i don't want to say skin tone because it's probably not skin that, that that turtles have but um they actually their colors are different i just re- realized that right now um like there michelangelo are? is like a darker green rafts uh, the lighter green and that goes back to like the 90s animated show that we used to watch they weren't all the exact same color green they were slightly different colors of green yeah um and uh versus when we go all the way up to michael bay where it's like fuck, what, what, are, what are these things <laughs> right yeah. like that's a, that's a small nuancey thing but that actually was that's a, that's a proper throwback <clears throat> they were not because it was supposed to represent that they were different turtles, which is also why they were like right. shaped different and stronger or whatever. They're actually just not the exact same breed. Uh, I also want to. Uh, oh, just sorry, quickly, go ahead. I want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to clarify because uh, like Maybot put it in the uh, thing because she was saying like the animation for 2012 was so good. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying when I saw the trailer for the for the first time, like back in 2011. Uh, I wasn't the only one. We all thought that the the animation looked stupid because the trailer wasn't exactly great. But then when we watched, like within five minutes, I, I got into the animation of watching the first episode of the 2012 thing. So like, just wanted to clarify that. T, what, what was your question, bro? <clears throat> so in terms of a live action um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, um, mm. if we ever do see another live action iteration of the franchise, what direction do you would you want them to go? Let's just say like this aside, you know, it does well. It does all three movies, a trilogy, and then they want to re- restart something fresh and exciting again. Would you ever want to see them kind of revisit the Jim Henson version and like do it in that kind of vein or do something similar to what Michael Bay did with the CGI, but just obviously make the storyline better and the, the overall aesthetics better? Me personally, or if you I have would, another idea, me personally, I think they should go uh, down the route of uh, um, 
like okay no cgi basically i because like uh this is me watching the mandalorian recently and like seeing how much i like actual interactive sort of things where it's like you're seeing a person in an outfit reacting to the person in the in the movie uh Mm -hmm. and so i think that's better Mm -hmm. uh Maybot pretty much <laughs> said what I was going to say. Uh, so it's just like having that kind of an inclusivity. And I, so like that's kind of going back to what the 90s movie did. Mm-hmm. Just do that because that, that works. The CGI mm-hmm. didn't work, but that's just my opinion. How about mm-hmm. you, Dars? Um, it's tough because when you start trying to live action and stuff, you get into this realm of like weirdness, right? Um, you, you, you get some of the like problems that Disney has where they're trying to live action stuff that doesn't really like land very well. Mm-hmm. And I, I have this, this conflict when you ask this question is because I love the nineties aesthetic and the prosthetic. However, I don't think we're in an era anymore where we could like, I don't think it will sell if they're moving at the same speed that they used to move at, because that whole, like back in the day power rangers type fighting where it's like pa pa and everything's like very rigid <clears throat> and we live in an era where like john wick is like just picking guys up and, and letting cars pass through them right and everything's like very fast with fight choreography that like when you have a big prosthetic like there's almost no way for them to fight fluidly and have a full turtle thing or the turtle outfit looks so much like a human that you start being like well this is just michael bay it doesn't look like Michael Bay's character, but it's like a, it's the Michael Bay type problem where it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel at all like the real characters. Like, I honestly think that they wanted to really do this. And like you say, OK, it has to be done. What's the way you would do it? I honestly think it's going to be CGI planned extremely well. And what I mean by that like is that not- like Thanos. Um, no, I, this is going to be like a more a bit, planet a bit- of the apes. Yeah, but the way that you would have to do it that they didn't really do with this is you would have to essentially get the actors or the stunt people to wear a prosthetic, but it's yeah. not a full one, more like um, Iron Man when mm-hmm. he's wearing like half of a suit or part of a suit. So you can do a lot of the, the stuff and then you apply CGI. But I kind of feel like that's going to like, it's still, it's going to be really expensive. Like, really, really expensive to do. Turtles is always going to be expensive. If you if you try to cut corners on this, the, sh- the movie will suffer. Yeah. The only other way I really can see <laughs> us doing it is you have to find an extremely hyper-stylized way of doing live action that doesn't really feel like a real world, but it's with real people. But at that point, are you getting to the point where you might as well just come back to doing, th- doing what we're doing right now, right? Doing mm-hmm. something animated. It's just, it's hard to make that land... Like, we can make them look good, but will they move well, right? And, okay, we're going to make them move well, but will will it be look good or will it cost so much, you know, that, like, it's, you know, they, it, to get it done right, where everyone moves fast, it feels real, it, it's, you, you know you're going to have to make money because you're going to have to basically have Avengers budgets, right, yeah. to, to, to make this happen, to work <coughs> properly. I just kind of say I don't want to. I don't want us to go down that route. I think it's just, it's not going to hit the way we want it to hit. Yeah. Um, was, all right. Well, you guys, what were you going to say, T? I was just going to say, <clears throat> I would be willing to see them take on the challenge of revisiting that, that style of, 
of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I went back and I watched the original, the first live action movie. And I take it back to the example of the Raphael when like Raphael is on the roof and he gets jumped by a bunch of the Foot Clan. That still that that fight still holds up. Like, you know, say what you will about like some of the other fight choreography within the movie, but that one is like, especially in terms of their movie, like Donatello at one point, at, like near the end, he's doing a he's doing a backhand spring to a backflip, like, and it still looks fantastic for that time. So I'm thinking and also he's because, he's like, throwing down, like all of them were throwing down. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it still looked pretty solid given the fact that they were in those suits and like. I'm watching some of those scenes like now, like as a as an adult, a full grown adult, and I'm like, wow, like the the fight choreography was pretty on point for that time. And like now, obviously, yeah, I agree with you, Darcy. We have we have higher expectations because now we have things like John Wick coming out and the raid and all that stuff. But imagine they take, you know, whoever made those fight that fight choreography. Like if you got the guys from the raid, for example, and they they redesigned the costumes in a way that is like that is somewhat realistic. They maybe sprinkle in a little bit of CGI into the mix, but also they get those raid guys in into it as well. I think that could look pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, like kind of like going off uh, Maybot's question where she's like, you know, it looks good to us, but will Gen Z appreciate that kind of style? It's kind of like a blend, what you're talking about, T. Like you take uh, the old in terms of like, uh, the prosthetics and also the, the mobility mm-hmm. and then you yeah. get like proper choreography that like and like nowadays we like the people in the business they are trying to bring more realism to supernatural situations i mean mm-hmm. for crying out loud we saw a uh, tony stark fight uh sorry we saw uh robert Downey jr fight josh brolin as iron man and thanos and like they were like all like decked out and like all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. and it looked dope yeah looked really really good yeah, so yeah. I think it can be done, but it's not something that is easily done, like Darcy is saying. Like the, It's going to cost a penny. No, for, of for course, that, of so. course, 100%. But then I feel like it would also pave the way for some, and whether it does well or not is left to be determined because what Maybot's saying in terms of Gen Z, you know, they might not be as receptive as us being like old fans of, or fans of old properties, but like it would pave the way for stuff like Gargoyles, for example, which like we still have not gotten a live action movie for that, right? So I think going down that right route again and revisiting that, but revamping it for this time would be pretty cool. Oh my God. Honestly, I'm like, when I heard, I know it's no longer true, but when I heard that Jordan Peele was writing a script for Gargoyles, I wanted to cry myself to sleep with like it was just so much happiness. Like I was like, I would die happy watching. Oh, I thought Gargoyles you were like written by him. I thought you were going to be disappointed. I was like, what? No, 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 no. I, 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 I like I, I, like in the sense that like I would like be so happy and cry mm. myself to sleep like that. Like that's nah, what it is. Like, yeah, because yeah, like, oh my god, would he do such a fantastic job? And he's a fan. He's a fan of that kind of stuff. So. I know. And obviously, actually, okay. you want fans to be a pro- part of the property, right? That is a perfect segue for our next topic. So <laughs> I'm going to do that and go moving on. So in terms of conversations, we uh, on the Geeky Bros podcast have discussed at length uh, a certain issue that Netflix seems to be develop- like developing a reputation for. So 
recently uh, uh, the Wednesday, the Netflix show Wednesday uh, came out uh, earlier this year, or sorry, uh, late last year. And uh, we, uh, Jenna Ortega, uh, universally has been acclaimed. Like, say what you want about the show. uh, Jenna Ortega has been said to be the best thing about the show. She recently uh, went uh, on, like, on record to say that she had an issue with uh, Wednesday and particularly having to do with the uh, changes she felt she had to make to make her, the 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 show work. And it sounded very hauntingly familiar to another story we heard, which was Henry Cavill. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pass this to Darcy because I think you were the one who like uh, told us about it. Uh, do you want to take it, bro, and like uh, like talk about like what she said and also how it relates to our previous conversations? Yeah, there was a a few things that she she added comments on. One, and I still haven't seen the show, so uh, forgive me if I'm in, incorrectly quoting any parts of like I don't remember what I don't know what actually happened in the show, but some reference to a love triangle that she'd be involved in, which fundamentally doesn't make any se- sense considering her character is essentially asexual. Um, so it was like, why would she be involved in a love triangle? Um, then there was uh, at least I think that was supposed to be in the show but i think she tried to veto that her way out of that um then there was uh another reference towards how um tim burton wanted her to be completely emotionless but she thought that that would one doesn't tell an interesting story if she has zero emotions and she's a teenage girl so she would have some emotions obviously not significant in comparison to other characters um and then there was just some other things that um, I think from like a personality perspective, they wanted her to do some dialogue that was very typical teenager, but was does not make sense to the character. And so again, it's it's like, it seems like another story of people trying to do what they think would be great without thinking about what the character is about and what people care about that character. Uh, you know, and that just doesn't sound familiar at all, <clears throat> Witcher. So, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it just seems to be this like stupid trend where, you know, they keep trying and a Netflix to... trend. It sounds to be like more of a Netflix one. I mean, yeah. And I feel like it's other places too. You know what I mean? No, no, agree. But I would say like, those are the ones, cause like kind of like what Toxic was saying and what we've said in the past, you got to respect the source material and also stay true and be true to the characters. Like, if you understand the character, you can make a story as a result of it. Yeah, and people like coming into this, you know, they're they know what they're looking for. And if all you're trying to do is like, oh, let me just write a, a story about a character for people who've never seen like uh, the Adams family. Let's just make this for Gen Zers who didn't grow up with it. Okay, but then why did you need this IP then? Why do you need this name and this brand? If you're going to try and make it something that's not what it was, so you're going to alienate all the people who love the property to make it for the small portion of people who've never seen it, have no idea, and you have to do more of a job to convince to check it out, right? Yeah. We will, well, I haven't, but we have more likelihood in checking it out considering we grew up with it and need less um, advertising to sell us than someone who's like, so it's an emotionless girl and then it's like it's like maybe that appeals to some teenage girl maybe it doesn't appeal to them but you have to convince them more than us would be like oh wednesday i know who that is so 
Yeah. Like, uh, so I will also admit that I haven't seen Wednesday yet. I'm not sure if I will. But T, you said you watched Wednesday, right? Yeah, I didn't end up finishing it, though. Oh, okay. So, like, what are your thoughts uh, based off all this that's uh, been coming out? Uh, well, first of all, I love Jenna Ortega. I think she's phenomenal. I I've I remember first seeing her in uh, the second season of You, and I think she did a fantastic job. And then ever since then, she's been showing up in a lot of different stuff. And as I believe Darcy said off air, she's she's now kind of paving the way, or not paving the way, but more so uh becoming kind of notoriously known for being like a horror queen almost like similar to the vein of like nev campbell um jennifer love hewitt i guess too yeah sure yeah yeah her too um so i yeah i i think she i've seen her in a couple of interviews and um she seems to be very down she's very down to earth but also knows what she wants and really invests in her characters that she's portraying and to uh to darcy's point what he was talking about in terms of uh the reference of being emotionless i i feel like that works pertaining to wednesday's character if she's a background character if you have all of the adams family members and like as like you know as was the case in like the 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 old movies from the 90s right wednesday didn't really have emotion but she yeah. was a not a background character, but she was a supporting character. So that kind of worked, and because all the other characters kind of balanced balanced that equation out, right? So yeah, because like the it, main focus it, were were her parents, and they were very emotional. <laughs> yeah, very eccentric character. Like all of them in a in a in a way were unique and very eccentric. And you know, Wednesday of course had the had like no emotions, but that worked in the in the vein of the overall property because it 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 balances everything else like everything out like i said but when you have wednesday being the main focal point of the storyline you still you want to have that element of like a lack of emotion but you you don't want that to be the like overarching theme you want there to be a little bit of a balance because otherwise the masses that are tuning in to watch the show aren't really going to have anyone to connect with, or they're not going to be able to connect to the main character, right? That being Wednesday. So you need to have a little bit of, like you need to kind of allow people to in come into Wednesday's world. So I like that she spoke up on, on that because clearly it worked because Wednesday is getting a second season from what I hear. So it must be doing pretty well. Like I, I enjoyed the show, but not enough for me to like stay invest it like it's not a show that i would be like rushing to like go and watch again um right because i have uh, you know i have other stuff that i obviously need to catch up on because of umar <laughs> but um <laughs> not so because, that of me, because that... it's good because you're supposed to. well yes yes but when no but no like but no discredit to, to wednesday like it it actually is a it's it's a pretty good show like i was i was into it right but it's just yeah i just kind of fell off um but the other thing I like is that, and I don't know how far this conversation went in in terms of like some of the issues that she had with the um, the direction in in which Wednesday was going, but I like when actors and directors come together in a collaborative way, as opposed to the the director just being like, "This is my thing, 
fuck all do the it. other actors. You know what I mean? You, you do what I say. I like it when like they're like because at the end of the day, you guys are all artists, right? The directors an artist. Yeah. The actors are artists. The the, the cameramen are, are 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 artists, right? Um, obviously, there's a hierarchy in terms of the artistry, but at the end of the day, we're it's all a collaborative effort, and it should feel as such in the sense of like yes, you have a leader, you have some sort of dictatorship, but at the end of the day, like there is some kind of uh, collaboration happening, and so you know. If I'm ever direct, if I was ever to direct something, yeah, I have like a general idea of how I want the storyline to go. But I also, for example, when we did Boost, right? Like, Umar, yeah. I consulted you in terms of like your yeah. um, your character, and you came up with the whole backstory that we never even shot because it was just like like you got into the mind of, and I was like, yeah, I, I love it, right? Like, go with that, and so it became uh, like a team effort that you know we ultimately all kind of had our our hands in, right? So I like when actors and directors can come together like that because it just makes the it makes the ship run smoother in, in, in that regard. And it just kind of shows Jenna Ortega's growth overall as a as an actress. And I think she's gonna do phenomenal phenomenally in the in, in her future endeavors. So yeah, I'm excited to see what else she does. And I actually want to see Scream, was it Scream Six now? Um I hope they don't kill her off because I think she'd be great a great Nev Campbell replacement in a way kind of thing. So yeah, I, I will not watch Scream because you know me and horror. Yeah, we all but, know. Uh, but, but, yeah. but hold hold up. By, by the way, tactics. Um, you didn't consult with me one time on Magnum and Boost. I'm just saying, you didn't ask me nothing <laughs> about my character. No backstory. <laughs> I'm still waiting to understand what my backstory is to this day. <laughs> <laughs> my bad dog my bad <laughs> just big black strong dude that's like that's <laughs> I'm just actually but before before we move uh, uh one more thing about general tag i forgot to mention yeah. earlier is that actually she had um very similar going back to the whole uh parodies between her and henry cavill had to actually insert herself in the changing and the writing of the actual um show so she changed lines and i forgive if it said but she actually also went to the the writers but she was like i think changing lines and then performing them and then apologizing after the fact to the writers like yep yeah it was wrong basically um and that ironically however uh different than the story with henry cavill she is now going to be the executive oh an executive producer on the second season so really maybe netflix is learning something from their whole experience with henry cavill and being like you know this show's had a little bit more like like popular you know it's been more popular like tiktok everywhere they're like yeah let's just let's just put put more into into this queen and see what happens uh versus uh you know whatnot so hopefully she has enough power to be like yo um that ain't how this this is gonna go down this season like this, this no is absolutely yeah this, this you can't treat this character this way so yeah well, and also uh, now, right so she has more power to do that yeah and and also she it's like the proof is shown in the fact that she's now i think the rumors are that she's been cast in the beetlejuice 2 uh <laughs> film so like yeah she like like you guys are saying, she's definitely They're rising. They're making a Beetlejuice like... too. Whoa! Wait a minute. Tell me, my man, Michael Keaton is coming back. I don't know. I think so. I, I think I think it was said that he was, but I, I that's like 
you know point, he's coming. If he's, he came back as Batman, there's no way he's not coming back as Beetlejuice. There's no, no I, 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 I really, really hope he does because it would be fa- hilarious. Because if she plays the daughter of Winona Ryder's character, one hundred percent, I can see that one hundred percent. Darsh, are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. Like IMDb doesn't have anything listed on cast right now. But when I Google Beetlejuice 2, um, Google comes back with the results of... Um, but I mean, I feel like this is from the first movie. Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder, um, Greena Davis, Johnny Depp. And I mean, I think that's just the first movie. Like, I don't think yeah, it's all. Yeah, so, uh, so like uh, IGN is saying that Beetlejuice 2 is in the works with Michael Keaton returning and Jenna Ortega in talks uh, of starring alongside. Man, my, my, my word. Like, I, I want to just see how much further Michael Keaton's character is going to be now that he's like aged. Like, is Beetlejuice just going to be, like, an older, more disgusting Beetlejuice? (laughs) (laughs) And just have him, like, have that fun, you know, being, like, really outlandish and even more makeup. Like, this this could be really fun. This could be really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next topic. So... This topic was going to be, uh, like, we all were ready for this topic for a while now, especially after uh, we on the Geeky Bros, Bro- Geeky Bros podcast have definitely talked about it at length. So, as we all know, this time last year, the Oscars happened, and we all are all close to this time. And um, Will Smith, uh, unfortunately, made a spectacle of himself uh, and did the slap that was heard around the world uh, and basically slapped... Chris Rock on stage. Yeah, there he goes. His, uh, ooh, it's still so fast. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, it's like he leaned into it too. Yeah, yeah I think he thought, I think he thought he was, I think he thought he was going to joke around with him, but like then he's like, what, what the hell? Anyway, so this past week, Chris Rock has responded. Uh, and he has a Netflix special where he does a stand-up comedy routine. And for the most part, uh, like for like I think for like the entirety of the show, everyone was like, wait, is he gonna say anything about it? And in the last like 10 minutes, five minutes, uh, whatever it was, basically the last segment of his show, he ripped into Will Smith. And I should say not just Will Smith, he ripped into Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith. I have my thoughts on this, but I, I think I'm going to save mine to last. So I kind of want to hear what my bros have to say about this. So, T, let's start with you. What what, what were your thoughts on Chris Rock's response to the slap? So I'm glad that he got to finally vent out his frustration. And you could tell, from, like, leading up to that final moment, the final couple minutes of the him talking about the incident that happened at the Oscars, he was definitely unleashing some outrage for sure. Um, he had a little flub um, midway through uh, the, that segment, um, but he, he he covered it nicely. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm glad that he was able to finally vent out his frustration, get it all out, because imagine having to... I mean, that was like a year ago, right? Like almost exactly... Yeah. A year ago, and he's been probably he's. I mean, obviously, he's probably been talking about it amongst his close peers, but he's been holding it in from the public. You know, 
and refusing to say anything, refusing to respond to Will in any capacity, and then finally getting a platform to just capitalize on on this because he knew that if he had just held out, he's he's going to be making some some bank from this this special uh, for that alone. Because I, I let's face it, we were all waiting for that moment at the end where he's talking about this situation. So yeah, glad he got his frustration out. Um, he. He he went for the jugular for sure when it came to Will and uh, and and Jada. It was tamer than I thought it was going to be though. I thought he was going to go in a little bit more. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised given like what like uh, like Chris Ho- Chris Rock's like past specials. The overall special to me, and I don't know if it was just from from my standpoint, I was anticipating just that last little bit. I just found it wasn't his best. Like he's had funnier specials to me, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't laugh quite as much as I wanted to. And I, again, maybe it was just because I was in anticipation of like, like, yo, just get to the Will Smith. I don't care about Meghan Markle. I don't care about this other shit. Let's get to the Will stuff. And yeah, I found it to be tamer than I, than I, than I expected. I mean, he still like he still went in, but I just thought like you know when you're harboring a year's worth of like physical and emotional pain because that was some embarrassing shit to get not even just get punched. Like I think it'd have been better if he could have gotten punched. He got slapped. Like that's the most disrespectful thing you could ever do to a man. Like slap slap a man and then well spit spit in someone's face and then slap is a close second. So, um, yeah, I thought he was really going to, yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's the, you got to get shot after that. Like that's the, but, um, yeah, I thought, I I thought, I, I I thought he kind of, um, pulled his punches a little bit to be honest, if I'm being completely honest, but again, I, I, I hope after this. I, I did not mean that for to be a pun at all. Like, <laughs> when you're yeah, on a roll, you're it. on a roll, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I I just hope that after all of this, we can kind of put this to bed and move finally move on from from this. And whether they let bygones be bygones and they make up and they they kind of reconcile their their issues, it is what it is, right? But. At the end of the day, I think again we've said this before. Like um, when it when the incident first happened, you know, Will made a mistake. We're no, we're we're not saints. We all have skeletons in our closets. We all do dumb shit from time to time. Maybe not quite as dumb as this, but you know, we are all we all have our own faults, right? And I don't think that Will should be condemned forever for this mistake. It was a huge fuck up on his part. I'm sure he's very apologetic. I. He's done some questionable things that I feel like, okay, yo, bro, like you got to pull it back a little bit, you know, but that, that aside, I think, um, I think he should be forgiven. You know, you don't have to forget the incident, like, you know, forgive, but don't forget. No one's forgetting this. No, definitely not. This is, this is in the books for life. Like, you know, like, I mean, look at the whole Chris Brown situation. People are still talking about that with the Rihanna and Chris Brown thing. So yeah. Um, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say that like a significantly different slapping situations, but like, uh, yeah. Well, there's 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 more to that story, um, but I'm not gonna get into that on uh, that's for a later yeah. podcast. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, I just I, I personally just think that, you know, will like people just need to kind of like just chill, you know, like it's Will Smith, man. I mean, yeah, we look at him a little bit different now, but at the same time, it's like, again, we've all we've all done dumb shot, dumb shit before. So, you know, I think we should just yeah. all just move on and, you know, let let it go. Let it go. Dars. Um, mm, many thoughts. Um, one, I'll say this out of the gate. It doesn't quite sit right with me that he waited so long to bank on this, like financially. Um, like, okay. I feel like a year later, like you waited for the anniversary so you could drop a special so that you could bank on it versus like, if you wanted to say something publicly, say something within a reasonable period of time and what i mean by that like i'm not trying to be all specific like okay he had 45 days to drop his statement and uh, after 90 days he had to pay interest um no it's more like um i feel like you take time to reflect and then you realize okay i want to say something and then you find some way and i not i have a problem with it being comedy that's how he speaks to the world that's how he should have done it right I just kind of feel like you what you it, it's too much like a, it's a PR move you know his team put this together right it's like get this thing done release it on this date bomb 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 and I'm like I just want to be done with this I don't want to keep talking about this uh yeah it's like you know we feel different about Will but like I just want to move on and um yeah it's just I just not it doesn't quite sit right with me it's, you just time this thing so so much um but overall, what he actually said, um, I don't really disagree with it either. <laughs> so, um, you know, like his points, are, they're, they're valid, you know, I don't know. In, in the ways that he, he said them and dropped his comedy about it. But yeah, like, I can't, I can't lie. Some of those things he said, you know, I've thought those thoughts. So, yeah. Yeah, it happened. It was decently funny. The flub was unfortunate, and uh, I don't know. I I just want to I just want to move on. Um, and I will say, to this day, I I don't trust Jada. I, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't trust Jada, and I, I'm with yeah. him on that 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 yeah. sort of things. Like yeah, especially facts. watching this clip here in 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 in, in, in review, it's like he like ah, ha, ha. she like <laughs> sick him. <laughs> that whole thing look like right now so i'm just like no i don't i don't i don't trust her no i do not trust her so move, 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 moving on before i start going into like my, my feelings i may actually go she's in the background too yeah lapita luongo poor her man i feel so bad for her she was like in the middle that was an of awkward all of that yeah, yeah an awkward spot oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like she wanted to be Homer Simpson in that moment. Just like, give me a bush so I can walk backwards through it. <laughs> I felt like I felt like she was like Christina Aguilera, better switch me chairs kind of thing, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> she she looking at like like skinned girl in the background. Like, like, can we just morph? You said you said you want to be closer to Will, right? You you, you, you want to be closer to Will? Like let's do that right now. <laughs> she, she like she's like damn. I wish Thanos got me in the snap right now. <laughs> 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 oh lord 
So for me, I, and I may trigger you, Darcy. So like this, this may become a, a topic for me. I would say that uh, I was a little surprised with how much uh, he, Chris Rock, didn't like rip into uh, Will Smith. I expected uh, it to be much worse. So I was pleasantly surprised that it was somewhat held back. The thing that I was surprised about the most is he spent a lot of time going after Jada. Uh, and my, my issues with Chris Rock on this front is that like, okay, so he should, like, I agree. Will Smith should not have slapped him, but he did get slapped for like making fun of someone's disease. And it just so happened to be Will Smith's wife's disease. And like, say what you want. Like, like, I will say that the way that Chris Rock was going after Jada was very much like he was 100% believing that she told Will to go uh, go slap him. And so he's like making fun of her as a result of it. But like that's – I don't know if that's true or not. All I know is what we saw is that she was not a fan of his joke about her hair. Uh, and we've talked about the fact that like Chris Rock, of all people, who made a movie about – uh, like women's hair, uh, African American women's hair should know better than to make fun of that. And then he spent almost, I would say, about 40, 60 uh, making fun of Jada and going after her as well. And I, I'm just like, I found that to be such an odd choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <made fun>. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, you, you, you triggered me out here already, bro. I know. Okay, I know. So, so, so know. number number one. Making fun of the hair thing, okay, whatever, whatever. But in this special, but, that, though, but, but, but in, the, it's in not... this special, bro, he he's making fun of her character, okay, not her hair, her character, mm. and that's where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm with you on that. But like, I again, like I I'm fully admitting that I do not know the full facts of their interactions or anything like that. It just feels oddly misogynistic on his part. When he had a lot of other things to focus on that are legit, like legitimately upset about. But again, I don't know the full history. For all we know, or for all I know, he is very aware that uh, Jada did tell Will to go slap him. And so his response makes more sense. But at the same time, uh, all I'm saying is I was surprised at how uh, like focused he was on Jada in comparison to Will. But I think ultimately I I don't care about it that much i'm just like okay i'm i feel that he's got like i think so he even said that now that he's gotten it all out he's okay to put it to bed i think will smith responded do just like get over it i'm kind of hoping that yes it is now officially over and all of us can move on just like the both of you are saying like i, I i'm in agreement with that I, th- I feel this topic doesn't need to be brought up any further i just want to say so regarding regarding the special like i'm i'm definitely with darcy in in terms of like what he said i don't think was out of pocket because for example he said in part in part of the special he said um he mentions that jada uh, uh, sorry jaden jada slept with her son's uh best friend or something like that yeah and he's and chris chris basically said normally i wouldn't talk about that but these jokers went online on a public forum and basically dished out their dirty laundry and oh yeah she basically admitted that yeah like i i wanted to feel good so i slept with dude 
You know what I mean? Basically admitting that she cheated on Will, right? Yeah. So that's one thing. So then he just, and basically he was saying that, you know, Jada hurt Will more than Will hurt him. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, again, it was like, it, it just kind of My- highlights how poisonous Jada is and uh, yes of course from the outside looking in we don't know the full story or the, the the dynamic between their marriage and whatnot but we've heard a lot of things that are now starting to resurface or trying to come to the surface and there's a huge correlation with what we were hearing in terms of rumors to what's actually now being presented as fact and it's not looking good you know what i mean jada is, is painted in the worst possible light and it seems like will is just kind of folding over on that and just being like well that's my wife regardless thick and thin i'm gonna stick by her even if she's out here doing dirty and and sleeping with like everyone in the neighborhood kind of thing you know like it's like just the reason why i was feeling that it was some like like somewhat miso- it felt misogynistic to me was the fact that like he was like uh when he was saying that everyone was calling like uh, ever since that interview was released everyone and his mother was calling will a bitch and like he, he said that like over and over but then he he said that jada was was a bitch which was where i kind of was like so I I don't think that was intentional because that he said that right after the flub and I think that it kind of like after that he yeah okay. I, like okay. so I That's, don't think may, may, I, maybe I think he was okay, yeah. I think because sometimes because I do it sometimes too like sometimes you just need like a swear word because if you're like if you're if you're caught in between words and you're like I don't know what the I don't know what to say fuck and then you just say like you just say it as like an kind of like an asterisk almost right so um, okay I think yeah I think in that context he just kind of like blurted it out i don't think he was intentionally trying to call her a bitch it just kind of was fitting in the moment well also keep in mind that chris rock also now a lot of people realize this actually has asperger's and so he also has like a a, a, yeah you did not know that oh i i I didn't know that actually yeah so i didn't know that either actually i think i think i think in the way that like when he he had the thing completely scripted in his brain and then when he interjected two variables being like this concept of like uh it was Um, emancipation uh, and concussion yeah emancipation with the other film he yeah. realized how how what and it was just kind of like he he he's like trying to rewrite the script live and that's just not a place that he wants to be in right it's not a comfortable place for him so i totally see that i just unless this i didn't watch the special but if the whole special was him bagging on men's wives I don't like this guy's being misogynistic, but him bagging on jada no that this feels all within the realm of the context of a situation that affected him and the individuals that have a part and hand in the responsibility of that situation that affected him. And yes, he has a part and hand in it too, but I wouldn't just say because he wanted to make fun of his wife who clearly is a part of this problem is that makes him misogynistic. Wait, Again, y'all, like, like, you, y'all didn't watch the special? No, I have I don't. I skipped ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm here thinking that you guys are like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So we're talking. Like, wait, what? I'm no, the only I... one who watched this shit. Homie, <laughs> if, it ain't, if it ain't Dave Chappelle, I ain't watching that all the way through anymore. I cannot sit through entire comedy specials anymore because I find that is, they don't hit the way that they used to. And I'm going back to delirious, okay? If it ain't, if if it ain't, if it ain't, like, the only two people I've been able to watch a full one through and not get, like, bored is um, Dave Chappelle 
and Trevor Noah. Because they're the only two to me that feel like it's just a really interesting conversation that I happen mm. to laugh at. Where, mm. Whereas I go back to Delirious where it's just like one after another, after another, after another. Like, yo, bring me the stretcher. That's like that's like comparing The Dark Knight to every other movie out there, man. That's how I feel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Delirious and Raw are in like a, a, like a category on its own. Like... I don't know. It, it can't. It doesn't hold up to like. I mean, it holds up to to every other comedy special out there. But you know, it's still topped up. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at a bunch of uh, comments that Maybot is saying. Like, uh, so she, she's saying that uh, hair is important to women, uh, if not uh, societally, then culture culturally. She's also mm -hmm. talking about like uh, like a. She also she also wants things to move on, and also she pointed out the fact that didn't uh, Will Smith and Jada have an open relationship? To be honest, I'm not sure about that anymore. No, no, they, thing, they did. They, they said it. That, that, that yeah. But that feels that feels like a forced open relationship. She also made comments about how Will's like past ex wife relationship kind of forced her into it. I think because it got pregnant or whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I grew up being a huge Will Smith fan, and I've learned as an adult, man, you don't don't idolize people. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because <laughs> there's there's a lot mess up there. I just I just feel like when they came out and did that special, and she like we have an open relationship, that felt like this guy being like, let me lead with a statement that makes this whole thing that's about to go down not seem so bad yeah yeah so i i, I have a, a an open relationship with, with my wife yeah because really what happened was she got tired of me she started sleeping with dudes so then i went and slept with other people because i didn't have a choice and i didn't want to break up that's what this feels yeah, like the, to me the the the, ex the excuse that he said i remember was something to the effect of yeah, when when I said open relationship, what I meant was like we're open with each other in terms of like everything that we share. And I Sorry. was like, nigga, you lying your ass off, man. That that that's not what you meant. Shut up. No one nah. refers to an no. open relationship like that. Like, yeah, like if, I was like, if if any one of us, if any one of us went to our partners or like, yo, I I want to have an open relationship, thinking about the emotional thing, we all gonna get slapped. Bro, I would not be here in the next episode. <laughs> I, would be, I would be dead. If I, <laughs> yeah. And it would Yo. be a misunderstanding. Apparently, I'm misunderstanding because no one phrases it that way. It's like, I want to be, no. I want to have a better communication with you. That's what you oh, say. You do shit. not say, you do not say you will have, want to have an open relationship. Yeah, no, 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 no. If I, if I, I just said the same thing, I'll look like what happens in the end of uh, this week's episode of Last of Us. And Tex, you'll know what I mean by the end of this week's episode. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have the visual now. Oh, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. No, you know, and, and, and uh, let me—I shouldn't ask this question right now, but I'm going to ask this question right now. Did anybody else during the years when we knew that this open thing was being rumored and all that kind of stuff, and we were thinking things were rocky and whatnot, and then we watched the interview with, and Jada said what she said, and you're like, oh my god. Did any of y'all think, man? I hope him and Margot got together during those couple of films during that period of time. <laughs> him and Margot, uh, him and uh, what's uh, is it Eva Mendes? Like I, I was, yeah, I wanted him to smash Hitch. her. Like, every, Hitch? Just everyone. Hitch, oh yep. yeah, Hitch, one hundred percent. I'm I, like, I still I, watch that film. That's one of my favorite all time films. Facts, facts. I'm not gonna lie. I love it, your film. It, this never crossed my mind 
<laughs> but but, uh, but I, like good for you guys like bond bond <laughs> <laughs> he's like this, this is umar saying moving on <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, but no, I actually I, I also really enjoyed Hitch. Um I've never been a big fan of Eva Mendez, but maybe I just haven't seen the right films. Well, acting or looks? What? Well, I've I've made you speechless, T. I mean, acting, I could give you a pass on that, but looks, bro? Only I half a pass, too. It's like, mm. Wow, okay. And you're yeah, dating... I'm, just, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I meant to say I'm dating myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, all, 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 all I... All I gotta say to this, all I gotta say to this. <laughs> Sorry, oh. inside joke is killing us right now. Go Absol- on. All I gotta say to this is how many women in this world? How many women? And ladies, in the comments, feel free to go, go, go hard here. How many in, in, women in this world love Ryan Gosling? How many women? Everyone loves Ryan Gosling. And who did he choose? That man has a plethora of options. Who did he choose? She has to be beautiful. You, absolutely. Not he necessarily. It. He could just have like a, you know really like really bad taste or like you know just he have could, some issues. Bro, it, it's Ryan Gosling. I'm just saying she not my type. Like like even I'll say that's a handsome ass man, and he agreed. No, agreed. Like. Hey, hold, 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 hold up. There are people who like uh, have like a, a very attractive celebrities who have gone for very normal looking individuals, and everyone's like, "Yo, how did uh, she or how did he name, get up?" With, uh, and name three. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Okay. Next. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Just move on. Maybe, okay, <laughs> this is going to take a while. So, like, let, let's move it on to our next topic. We'll, we'll talk about this later because you, clearly you, you both are triggered by this, and things can be said anyway. So, uh, I just, I just don't know where your taste lies. Uh, uh, like, in terms of your preference, like, I, I don't get it. I, let's I just say that I thought I, I knew have, you, but I have one choice, uh, one style, and let's say that like that's all I need. Uh, so, uh, but that—that's why it's bo- mind-boggling right now. I just like I don't get it. That makes you're you're blowing my mind right now. I don't I don't understand you, bro. But yeah, let's move the fuck on because wow, that... she is Cuban. I'll point that out. Oh, who are we talking about? Okay, moving on. Anyway, so um <laughs> so um we have all uh, yeah, we have all watched the movie Creed 3 in theaters now. Uh and <laughs> and so we are going to do our Full, spoiler full, 
review of Creed Three. I I think I was the first one to like uh, to watch this. I think Darcy was uh, next, and then uh, Tactics. You were last, so I'm going to go in reverse order. So T, what did you think of Creed Three, having watched it the most recent? Um. Okay, so I have quite a bit to say, uh, but I've prepared oh. some notes because I wanted to make sure that I hit on every th- every single point. Um, overall, I I really enjoyed this film. Um, and on just off the top, first I want to say before I get into the cons, and then I'll, I'll go cons, and then I'll go pros. I am super proud as a black man to see black excellence on screen that was represented in this film. Uh, I feel like a proud brother watching Michael B. Jordan do his thing um, in his first directorial debut. He did a lot of great things, a lot of uh, risky things in in this movie, and a lot of it landed. So, yeah, just to kind of see him and see him in in a new element and do his thing, like, phenomenal job. yeah, so I'll, for, I'll, I'll just kind of get into the to the cons in terms of like what didn't quite work for me. Land for you? Uh, yeah. So okay. So my first and again, these are kind of small nitpicks. Overall, I, I like I said, I really did enjoy this film. But, but before you give the nitpicks, what would you give the yeah. film out of ten? Uh, I'll give it a seven for me. Seven. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's not my favorite Creed, but it is still really, really good in my opinion. Okay. Um, in terms of the cons, uh, watching the trailer, it, it made it <clears throat> the, it seemed like Damon was more menacing than he actually ended up being in the film. In my opinion, I was kind of expecting him to kind of like, there is like a scene where he says in the trailer and obviously in the movie as well, but he says like, and this is spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen the movie yet. Um, So fair warning, if you haven't watched it, maybe mute your mic for for a moment. But um, he says in the trailer anyway, that I'm coming for everything. And it kind of alluded to him uh, like, like after he like, you know, wins that that fight and he becomes the man on top that he was going to um it kind of alluded to the fact that he was going to attempt to interfere with uh michael b jordan's relationship with bianca he was going to like kind of dismantle what um adonis had had his built as the name creed but we never really got that it was kind of just like he won that fight he talked a little bit of shit and then they set up this fight like he picked a fight or he basically taunted uh, Adonis into taking um, a, a title fight, and then they fight at the end, and then yeah, the the outcome, right? So mm-hmm. I felt like there was an opportunity for him to be a little bit more mes- menacing, similar to that of Cl- Clubber Lang from Rocky Three with uh, Mr. T, where like he was there to like like really mess things up and and like mess with uh, with um, with Rocky a little bit. And I know that that like the dynamic between uh, Adonis and and Damien. Like they're obviously friends, but there's a lot of bad. There was a lot of bad blood there that was obviously established, and I felt like I just wanted a little bit more in that regard. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is, you know me, I'm a sucker for good training montages, and I wasn't super impressed with this montage. If I'm being 100% honest, I felt like the montage was a little bit rushed, um, and yeah, it just out of all of the montages that I remember from the Rocky 
saga this was probably like my least favorite because i remember the second the first one especially was really good because that was at the point when like you know uh rocky was sick and then um you yeah. had the montage of him like you know chasing the chicken skipping in the hospital while rocky's recovering in the second one they go rocky takes him to like like some deserted desert or something like that and like he's just training his ass off and like you know that didn't make sense like he he was like let me beat the shit out of you so you can handle being beaten up and i was like no that made a lot of sense it it built it built mental and physical vigor like i i was on board with that 100 like i feel there would be a lot like, like physical trauma from a lot of the like the training that would be done no man that's 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 how you do it bro you build okay, up that okay. resilience mentally and physically like that and that's what i loved about the those montages this one it kind of it felt a little bit rushed i wanted to see a little bit more uh cuts of them training and and really going through the ringer and it it kind of lacked in that regard um, i would say it felt but, like it was forced in there last minute yeah yeah i agree i i, I totally agree i felt like yeah it was like you know, okay, every Rocky movie needs a montage, but like we kind of blew our budget on all the other stuff. Yeah. This isn't really uh, a con, but it's something that I, I, I noticed. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but uh, it's worth noting. Rocky's lack of presence definitely was felt in this movie. Not to say that Rocky needed to be there because in the second movie he had a really beautiful send off, and I don't feel I don't feel like I, I feel like his story has kind of come to an end. But just given the circumstances of what happened in Creed, and I, I don't want to ruin it, but something very uh, emotionally tragic happens in in the film. There, there's a loss, a, a very yeah. poignant loss, and considering that. Rocky is connected to this yeah. person. I just felt like a call or you know like some sort of like brief meeting uh or and like some words met, yeah some sort of mention and it felt like it was just kind of pushed to the side and it, it I felt it in that moment and I was just like I felt like Rocky could, really should have been there in that moment but I know that there's been some issues off off screen regarding uh Sylvester Stallone and and whatnot so that obviously couldn't happen. But yeah, Rocky's present was definitely felt. Uh, the final fight was beautifully shot. I love the creative vision that he took with that. It was very, uh, this is where I meant what I meant by it was risky, but in a good way. But I can understand how some people might be divided by his creative choice to add that whole void sequence. That kind of took me out for a minute, but then I'm like, oh, okay, I actually really dig this. This is really interesting. And like, I, I, I get where what he's going for. So that was great. But I felt like that final fight was also rushed. I felt like it 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 should have been fleshed out a little bit more. And in in a lot of these Rocky movies, there's like in the final fight, there's like a moment of like you don't know if the hero is gonna gonna make it out of this, or like there's you keeps you at the edge of your seat. And I never really got that. And I I'm wondering if it was more so they like they wanted to focus less on that element of a fight and more so the struggle between them in terms of like. This is my boy, and we have a lot of bad blood here, and it's like do or die type of thing. And like I can understand it from that perspective, but I felt like it was kind of it didn't know where it wanted to land. It didn't. I, I don't know if it, it. It seemed like it didn't know if it wanted to land in in the realm of like oh like I want to. I don't want it to be like the edge of your seat excitement where it's like oh this is a dire situation. It's more of like two brothers going at it and the the struggle that they have to face with that. 
but I felt like they never really leaned in on either side of the spectrum. And it was like, they stayed right in the middle and it felt kind of flat to me and a little bit rushed. So that okay. for me is that. And then, um, yeah. So then the pros, uh, real quickly, uh, Dame was a great villain. I actually liked him as a villain more so than I did in Ant-Man and, and the Wasp, Quantumania. I felt like... Like, you just see the dynamic range that this dude has. Jonathan Majors is a phenomenal actor. I think he's going to be up there as, like, one of my top five favorite actors. Uh, like, I'm, Yeah, like, I'm going to throw up Maybot's comment over where she's like, um, Jonathan Majors is excellent incarnate. I cannot yeah. agree more with that. 100%. He did, he did such a phenomenal job. He was such an interesting character, so much to the point where I wanted to, I wanted more, for, like, not from him because he he gave it all like he left it all on the table and I've been watching a lot of like uh, the interviews of him talking about like where he was pulling from and he was talking about his stepdad and and all of that stuff and it's a really beautiful story so I definitely recommend you guys check it out but um yeah I thought his character was great the dynamic between Tessa and uh, and uh, Jordan is is phenomenal I love their it dynamic. feels real. I love feels real and you can tell that there's real love on and off camera which translates really well so i really loved that uh the daughter is cute adorable uh i love her i love her um seems like they're setting her up for for a possible like um creed verse yeah creed verse like kind of like um what do you a spin-off spin -off. Um, so yeah i love, I love that the, i love the like the the fact that they go full esl yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too. Like, and and it, it just shows the um, the level of commitment that everyone it like embarks upon in terms of making this film, where it's like they actually learned ASL for this because um, ASL, the, sorry, the actress yeah. that the the actress that plays Amara is actually deaf in real life. So I loved that element, um, and it adds it adds a layer. And I, I feel like it'd be interesting to see her like in a future Creed movie as like a deaf as a deaf female fighter, because that in itself is going to have a lot of like layers to, to really explore in depth. So I'd be excited to see something like that. Um, last two points, uh, Drago, Dra uh, Drago and Creed oh, becoming frenemies. I, love I loved that, man. That was, I'm like, yes, this is cool. This is real cool, man. I love, I loved seeing him show up again. And the fact that they're frenemies, cause it was like, you know, they're, yeah. they're still talking shit. It's like, yeah, you know, like I'm cool, I'm gonna help you out, but you know I'm not gonna pull my punches because like you beat me, so I'm gonna show you what's up, right? You know, and you're not the best kind of thing. So I felt that dynamic, and I I would really love to see that explored a little bit more as well. But I loved seeing him show up again. Um, and then this is kind of like a off, like out out of the film kind of um, positive critique. I just love the chemistry that Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jonathan Majors has established. Oh, as yeah. Actual, like, I, I, like, if you see my algorithm, algorithm on YouTube, it's nothing but them doing interviews together. And I just love their dynamic and, like, the whole story of them, like, meeting for the first time. And then Jonathan Majors, after that meeting, he's like, yo, man, let's become friends. And it's not on some Hollywood bullshit where it's like, yo, let's let's – Let's be friends and like let's keep it like I believe that they're like if Jonathan had a party and he he'd call up Michael and be like yo I'm I'm having a thing tonight you you free yeah sure let's do it and like I just love seeing that bond you know what I mean and it, like it kind of reminds me of like the bond that we've like uh, like us yeah. three well the whole group has kind of established but I like how they've cemented their friendship and it really sh like obviously doesn't show on 
in a way it shows it shows on camera, but you know, <laughs> they're 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 rivals, so like you know, it can't be that fleshed out, but you could tell there that there's, there's some real chemistry there, and I would love to see them do um do some more uh more movies together outside of the Creed film. But yeah, that's my overall uh review of it. Um uh, I love the film. I highly recommend it. Uh, again, it's not my favorite of the of the Creed franchise, but still a very, very solid film. And yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Yeah. Uh, before we go to Darcy, I, I have to uh, uh, repeat what uh, Maybot put in her last comment where she's like, did y'all see the clip where the both of them were checking out the interviewer's booty as she walked away? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, was I like, <laughs> I, saw I love that they both were just like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I love, I love how Michael had like a little bit more just like side eye, and John's major just like whole head turn. He <laughs> 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 just like head on a swivel, like. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's a good moment. Yeah, I've actually seen a bunch of interviews of them just talking about being like real bros and also not being afraid of showing their affection, which is I love that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I want yeah. Uh, that was another key element uh for me because it this movie, uh Creed like the other Creed films kind of express this as well, but this movie it really shows vulnerability. And I like what Jonathan Major said in one of his interviews where like um he was getting some flack from like a like a magazine cover that he did where he I guess he was posing in like something like some outfit that looked like highly feminine or whatever and like a lot of like you know a lot of the brothers weren't too keen on that look or whatever and they 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 said it's very um emasculating or whatever and jonathan was all like yo like he was asked about it and he basically said he's like well you know they can say what they want but like all i know is like i wouldn't want to walk up on me out in the street you know what i mean like i i know who i am i i know that i'm i'm manly and like part of like masculinity is showing strength, but also vulnerability, not weakness, but vulnerability because vulnerability in and of itself when expressed shows strength. And you clearly see this expressed in this movie where like, you know, there's, there's a moment where, you know, they're both crying, you know what I mean? And they're, they're, they're big, strong, burly motherfuckers, but they're like showing real emotion, real pain, real trauma. Uh, Michael B. Jordan struggling to um, talk about, you know, his past and like the weight that or the burden that he's been carrying all this time. And I think that's so powerful and not uh, not enough men, especially black men do this enough where they're 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 emoting and they're they're sharing their feelings and expressing them in healthy ways right and so i think positive masculinity good, yeah this is a good representation of positive masculinity and i think it's a it's a great staple or a great statement that men should you know take heed in and, and realize that you know like vulnerability is not a sign of weakness so yeah, yeah i love the representation in that 100 percent Dars. All right, let's do this rapid fire lightning round. No, okay, I'll, I'll go. This yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> um, number one, rating out the gate, 8.5. I've really been debating if this is an 8 or a 9 for me. Uh, I'm landing on an 8.5. Um, so I will go with my cons first. They're short listed and they're very much similar to, to, to taxes over here. So we have, yes, the montage scene felt edited short. I don't think it was like film short. I just think that they, they edited it short. I honestly think this is, this was actually closer to a three hour film 
in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, that I we can got see a two, that. two and a half hour film, and I would totally understand. One, they want to keep certain number of bums in the seat, and two, they're they're going like Michael. You know, it's your first film. You, 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 we can't we can't take the risk of a three hour film. Blah 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 blah. blah. So I, I I feel like there was some stuff that we didn't get in this film that I really want to see a director's cut of this um, because I think that it, it could take it from that eight point five to that nine point five for me. I I feel like it's in there. Um, the second thing I felt that like I wanted more of Jonathan Major's character without the presence of Michael B. Jordan's character. Agreed. Um, so just to see a bit more of uh, the menacingness or the uh, the struggle he's going through. Um, I definitely felt like yeah, like when we got to the whole beach scene and he was like, yeah, like, you know, his, his ego was all big. I was like, yeah, we got there a little fast. Like, I, I, like yeah. I didn't really get a lot of like preface to how his ego flipped. Like it just felt typical that his ego flipped like that versus I feel like I need a little bit more for it to not feel cliche. Not that I didn't believe it, because I, I kind of knew that was coming, but I kind of just wanted, because we'd hinted a lot at, at how much he was talking about what he wanted and where he wanted to be. So it was there and it was believable, but I feel like I just needed like an extra scene somewhere with him interacting. Like, you know what, what would have actually done really, really well? Is I I think we, I forget the name, but the um, Michael B. Jordan's, old trainer slash partner in the gym i feel like we should have saw scenes between duke between duke and michael b jordan's character that had nothing to do with michael right so that way we had just a little bit seeing more of his dynamic and his toxicity and that way you know you'd feel more like the next time adonis comes back in with the three of them you're 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 you have more tension that you're feeling about like what's going to happen here because you've seen some off-screen stuff right or uh, away from the main character stuff so to speak um and so that's that that that, that to me i think would have just made it a little bit stronger however when i say that i just i loved I love the scene where Adonis is talking to Duke, and then uh, what's my uh, George, uh, sorry Jonathan Major's character's name again? I forget. Damien. 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 Damien or Damien? I think it was Dame. Damien. 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 Yeah. So when Damien's like walks by and something like yeah, keep that energy or whatever he said, like he just was walking by briskly, and he was just like or something like oh yeah, he's, he's like oh don't stop because I'm here. Or something like that, and he just walks by him like, as he's talk, <clears throat> talking about him. Oh, yeah, he's like, so cool. like, he's like, don't stay quiet now, Dookie. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. yeah. He's just walking by. And I was like, wow, that shows a lot about oh, Diamond Damien. Wow. It's Damien. So Damien Diamond Dame Anderson. Yeah, so manager triple D got it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so those those are my cons. Okay, pros are all over the place with this film. Okay, uh, first off, all the anime stuff, absolutely loved it, smashed it. The DBZ punch, absolutely fantastic. Great way to come out of that 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 uh, void scene that 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 T was talking about. Um, I loved a lot of the Naruto Sasuke kind of references. Also, very specifically calling this one out. I love when when uh adonis is sitting down with his wife and she's like saying do what you gotta do and he says to her 
um there's only one way he'll understand that reminded me so much of naruto when yeah. we got to that fight when we got to that void scene that it was so much of naruto and sasuke only understanding each other and communicating on a subconscious level in their fights and not being able to communicate any other way uh now that you put the mother up on the screen uh, well, yeah I'm, that, I'm glad someone said it. that scene that so we got into it and we're like when, when i heard like oh you, it's your mother you gotta come quick i at that first moment i honestly was like like i i just knew it was coming and i'm like oh it's a cliche moment you know we knew it was coming but it felt cliche but then we got to that scene and then we oh. then, and then oh, she's like it was not cliche and then she got to talking to her late husband saying why did you leave me i felt so alone but your son saved me. And he's watching this, and I was like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was yep. just like, wipe yep. him, wipe him. Oh. I, I was a heavy breathing. I was like, <gasps> oh, that was, that was something. That was phenomenal. Um, that for me was like that moment there, that, that put, that had like the same strength as like Angela Bassett and Wakanda Forever. Like it was That's just like, saying. it was just strong. It was just a strong scene, okay? Felicia, Felicia Rashad has not missed a step in her oh, career. Oh, uh, 100%, 100%. But yeah, phenomenal scene, phenomenally well-written there. Um, fantastic. On a similar note, other things that really hit, hit a chord with me, obviously every th dynamic between the husband and wife, but the one other thing that was making me tear up in many of the scenes certainly wasn't the image you have on screen right now um, <laughs> is, is the dynamic between um, the father and daughter that hit me in some ways I wasn't ready for. Like I was there and when, he, when she was like, oh, like, let it be our secret and the end and the end scene where he was standing in the ring and he was like, you know, he, he played with his daughter and his wife after winning. And then he's like looking up and he's like, yes, I'm done with this. But everything with her, that hit me on a personal level, like just something I was feeling about how like I want to see myself. And I was like, man, like I really want a daughter. Damn, like like it's really just hitting me in a specific uh, personal way. And I was just like, I'm so proud of him for showing that, you know, there was just something about like, showing that dynamic of the father and daughter i was like thank you for that like that was real personal so that had me tearing in many ways watching that um and i got a couple other points um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh weakest to strongest on my two points so the 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 i loved even though we the montage felt short <laughs> i was completely enthralled with the music came on i'm like yo Yo, they're sampling the watcher from oh, Dr. Dre. Yeah. And then and then I was like, who's this rapping? Because his tone of voice was like in a more talkative vo voice. And then it switched. I'm like, that was J. Cole. Oh, and then just the bars. And it was it was just he had like lines like he's like, I'm like, I'm I'm uh I'm like two things at once, like a double entendre. And I'm like, you just made a double entendre out of the word double entendre. <laughs> 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 like, okay, phenomenal, phenomenal. J. Cole don't miss and perfectly well timed. Yo, respect there. But one of the best scenes in this movie, one of the best scenes, and people in the audience were just like, whoa, like when in the beginning before Dame's fight, 
when Adonis comes to the locker room to talk to him, and then he goes to leave, and we get that blue light, uh, yellow light, and they look at each other through the wall. Woo! That was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. That, that cinematography, great. that choice, wow. Thank you. Like that that's what I'm talking about about using an environment and holding a fucking shot. Holding that to let people feel something. No cuts, no edits. Yeah. Worth it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that those are my thoughts. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, jump on the bandwagon here. So I'll say overall, I I gave the movie an eight out of ten. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoy. I uh, kind of like what Maybot uh, was saying. Like I, I was seeing like anime references and anime posters because like um, they were showing that Adonis, even as a kid, was an anime fan. Uh, like I love the references. I love the callbacks. I love the uh, parallels. And like you guys, Michael B. Jordan, this is a strong first film. Like a strong first film. I'm also utterly in love with um, uh, Jonathan Majors, as as pretty much all of us are. Loved seeing Drago come back. I want him to have his own movie because I feel that character is rich enough to... And I also like the actor himself. Like I I want him to have his own uh, thing going on where they can delve deeper. For me, I would say that uh, what both of you have said, like the Felicia Rashad and her uh, position as a mother, like, like yes, how everything went was completely cliche, but the fact that like it was done so well and with dialogue that was very meaningful. Like I knew that uh, uh, the mom and son were going to have an argument. I knew she was going to like her sickness would come back, and I knew that they would have a final scene, uh, like that would be in some way like redeeming the situation because like what he said, but like. When I heard what he said to her, I was like, "Oh, don't don't say that." And then, like when I heard their, uh, what she was saying to him uh, when like, when she was uh, in the bedroom, like all of that, like just I knew it was coming, and I was still not prepared. Um, in terms of like the positive masculinity thing that uh, tactics that you're bringing up, I would say that I, seeing him open up to his wife, but also seeing, like, I loved seeing that, uh, uh, oh my God, her name's, uh, like, uh, Bianca, uh, or Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson's character, when she was, uh, like, trying to talk to him and he was saying no, like, and when they started yelling at each other and just, uh, and they noticed that the daughter was uh, there, that entire family, like, this, this, this entire scene, I felt was so well done. And in a way, like it, it showed, like a almost like a like he's clearly going through something, and he's trying to like not lit, uh, experience it. She's trying to understand, and they're having a legitimate argument. And she is standing toe to toe with the heavyweight champion of the world, and is just like she's like, no, you you need to talk to me about this. This isn't a cowering wife. This isn't like a wife who's like lost control. This is a wife who's equal. They are equals in this situation. And when the daughter comes in, I love how Michael uh, Michael was just kind of like, he turns away quickly, but controlled. Like, his control comes back full on. And, and the fact that she's like, she doesn't say it like threateningly. She doesn't give any kind of sass. She's like, you need to figure stuff out because 
she can't see you like this. And then she goes and and and, and that's it. She goes over and picks up the girl. And the girl's not terrified. The girl's no. uh, kind of going through what we all have experienced uh, to some degree, seeing adults fight. And how we react to it. Now, whether it's your parents you see fighting, whether you see other parents fighting. Like when we see par- like adults fighting, it is a new dynamic. And the, like that young girl really does a fantastic job. Uh, like basically, I loved everything about the scene. Jonathan Majors. Honestly, I I could sp- we could spend an entire podcast about how this man is fantastic. Like I I like w- w- I will even say when he came to the house and met the daughter for the first time and was like. Because because we saw the trailer, we knew that he was up to no good. We didn't know to what extent, but we knew he was up to no good. But I found that, and I, I, I kind of want to rewatch the movie and re-see that scene. For some reason, when he saw the daughter for the first time and was, like, trying to talk to her, I felt there was an element of him no longer, like, him not being the the villain of the story, but him being the brother, like, instantaneously brought back to being the brother again because he saw the daughter and then like he was communicating with her. I don't know why, but I I found that to be a very beautifully acted scene. Um, I think I have a different perspective on the beach. Like I will agree that 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 was a bit like, kind of like I'm the villain sort of moment that I felt was done not as I'm I'm not as critical as you guys who have been to, with that scene because for me I saw a man who finally was letting out his deep seated anger, and Jonathan Majors, obviously he killed the scene. I I agree with you, Darcy. It could it could have absolutely done with another uh, set of dialogues or exchanges or even an entire scene altogether. But I still found that Jonathan Majors made that scene so believable for me that I I was okay with it. I didn't note that as a, as a criticism. In terms of criticisms, you guys have pretty much said you guys have essentially covered all of my points. So, like, I, like I'll just be re- repeating at this point. But um, I felt that the ending fight scene had the the emotional elements that I wanted. But I felt not that I'm like wanting more glorified fighting, but I, I just felt that like this was less of a well choreographed fight than what we're used to getting as a final fight which essentially you said too i did love that too like i love the callback to the anime punches uh and stuff like that i love the double punch thing that 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 made me like chuckle and also be like adorbs yeah i i i really enjoy this film and i like um my, um my buddy who i went with to see it jimmy was saying that this was this felt like the most indie a Rocky slash uh, Creed film in the entire franchise. Like it was an it was an art film as opposed to an action film, mm. and I completely agree with that. It, it, it there was like the 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 close ups like all, like all the, the the like you were so close to all of the actors on most of the scenes that you like you're up close and in their faces a lot of the time it's a very deeply personal film that also has a lot of imagery but also a lot of closeness that you're like you you can't help but feel the emotion and because every actor is there and is good at what they do it really did, it didn't feel like people were acting it felt like a documentary at times, anyway. It's interesting, yeah. 
Yeah. So like like for example, like when we're seeing like the family moments uh between uh him and his daughter, or when we're seeing uh like for example, when just like going to school and like of course the two of them are going to be having this kind of disagreement in front of the teacher about how things should be like dealt with with like fighting at school. But like it just it, it just it, a lot of those moments just felt so real because of the acting and the directing so like for me like i like i really really love that about this uh film so yeah the, the, uh, those are like kind of like my overall thoughts about it mm-hmm. by the way i this is going back to a long time ago in a podcast but now that you guys are fully full jonathan majors fans y'all y'all need to watch an episode or two from lovecraft country because I saw the first episode, I need to see more. He yeah, plays yeah, he plays a fundamentally opposite character of anything you've seen, right? Like it's his character is not Kang, it's not Dame. It's I'm trying to think of other things we've seen him in recently, but it's it's uh, how do they oh, fall? uh yeah, how do they fall? It's none of those characters. He knows how to go into a character and and be that character in a way that's like yeah it's 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 not the same and <clears throat> coming from that as my reference for him and then seeing all what he's done i'm like yeah you guys don't have the appreciation <laughs> like and you guys do appreciate it but you don't have the appreciation for how different of a person i thought he was based off of that role and then yeah. i see these i'm like yeah these, this is this is not the same no yeah so uh t yeah, I just wanted to point out one other thing um, that I, I I didn't realize until I think one of you guys uh, said something that triggered a, a memory. So Apollo Creed had other kids, and I didn't I didn't I totally forgot about that. And then they made a reference to to that in the in daughters, this movie. right? What no didn't he have a didn't he have a son and a daughter or was it two daughters? I, I just remember uh he said something about his sisters. That's why I say daughters. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Well I just I because I know um in because I remember seeing a scene in one of the old Rocky movies where you see two kids um at Apollo's at Apollo's house, and then they made a reference to that. He was like when he was arguing with um, she, um, the mom, he was basically saying like, your kids never appreciated me or never uh, treated me like family. He, or he's like, damn, treated me more like family than your own two kids ever did or something like that. And yeah. I'm wondering if like he plans on, if he ever does like another Creed movie and he um, he's a director, if he plans on introducing their storyline into the mix in some capacity. So Maybot says that one uh, other son and a daughter, both. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the, the image of it. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a daughter and a son. One thing I also mm. think it's it's going to, I was like talking to this with my partner on the way out of the film. And you, know, we know, you always know it's a good film when you're like on the way out and you're like talking about a lot of stuff related to it, mm-hmm. to a film. Is I'm like, okay, so it's Rocky. It's Creed. Well, she can't be. Cre- I'm like the daughter. His daughter can't be Creed. So what do you call that film? Because he can't be like, what is this Creed Four, right? And it's like, but it's not about Michael Michael B. Jordan, Adonis' character. And I'm like, why oh. can't she be Creed? It could be, but it feels more like you're you're entering the realm of, oh, so it's another Adonis movie. No, no, it's the daughter. Oh, well, it's just oh, a, a, okay. confusing gotcha. marketing. And then I was like, Amara. Amara. 
I think that works. I think it's, mm. I think I, I, I like that. And, um, cause the other, for, cause Rocky's Rocky Balboa. So it's the first name. So we'll go back from a first name. Yeah. But I, I think what they'll do is they'll probably do Amara Creed and then they'll do Amara. So they'll do it backwards because because what they did with Rocky, Rocky was they Balboa. did Rocky, Rocky. Yeah. And then at the end, they ended with Rocky Balboa. So I think they'll do Rocky, uh, uh, Amara Creed. Creed. And then. That's strong. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I really think that an ASL character would be really interesting because there's the element of how much does sound play into boxing as a mm. competitive or disadvantage? And, yeah. and then there's probably a disadvantage. So what is the overcome to that? And I think that'd be an interesting way to also bring the other kids in, uh, the, 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 um, Adonis's, um, siblings, her, like, have, have yeah, siblings. her, her, her uncle. Like, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And like, what, what does that play into it? Maybe there's a whole lineage thing with grandmother not being there and now reaching out to the other ones, maybe that's part of her journey. And that's how we can expand the family and, and, and explore parts we've, we've completely ignored. So I just think it's going to be, yeah, really interesting. And that text, I like, love what you're saying. Amara Creed, then Amara, then like, you know, something else off of that. Yeah. Creed legacy, yeah. like Maybot saying. Ooh, nice. that'd be nice too. Yeah. That's good too. That's good too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think it'd be good to avoid, it's sounding like another um, Adonis movie um, yeah, right. from a marketing perspective. I think, I think it's just too weak. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, volley it back to UT for our closing remarks. All right. Well, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us on the podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. This has been another edition of the Geeky Bros podcast. It's just Darcy. And this is Big Geek Umar. Please like and subscribe and live long and prosper, y'all. There it is. There it'll stay. <laughs>